Welcome to Going Deeper today as we unpack a little bit more of our passage today out of John chapter 8. So thank you Karen for what you shared with us today. Um, I, I was captured by the fact that the passage that you sh spoke about today has not only been significant for you in your life but the hope that it brought to you. Can you share us a little bit with us about the hope that you have found in that passage? Yeah. Um, well, when I first came across that passage, I was, I was pretty broken. I was um, in, in a very dark place where I didn't feel loved by, by anyone. Um, definitely lo not loved by myself. I actually hated myself. Um, and when my friend showed me that passage of scripture, um, it opened my world to the possibility that one, there may be a God, and two, that he may love me and that he may treat me and see me the same way that he did that woman because I viewed myself as that woman. Mm. Yeah, that, that's so significant. And I think that would speak to a lot of people, mm. um, which is why I love that we can unpack some scripture and, and it will land differently with different people and we yep. just trust that God will do something with that. Um, I wrapped up our gathering with just that thing that grabbed me about how does God really see me mm. um, and, and you used a few passages to help unpack that. What, what have you learned about how God not only sees you personally but sees us as people? Uh, I think the, the biggest thing that has stood out to me whilst preparing for this was, was that the, the revelation that Jesus didn't come to judge we're not judged. We are forgiven. If we come boldly to him, willing to admit that we're sinners, um, he doesn't judge us. And I was like, I didn't realise that Jesus didn't come um, to judge us. Yeah, yeah. I knew that he came to save us, but it was real eye-opening to know that it wasn't, he didn't come out of judgment. He came to save us. And, and for me personally, that was significant because, well, I can be judgy. <laughs> I think everyone can. Yeah. Um, but to know that that's not our mission. Our mission isn't to point out to people uh, when they've done the wrong thing or, or, or sin. I mean, we can get alongside people and support them when, when they've done the wrong thing or whatever, but, but we are not to condemn. We are not to be the ones that throw the stone. That is between them and Jesus. And the only thing that I, I feel will actually cause um, somebody to change is, is a revelation that comes through the Spirit. Um, mm. And we can't control that. Yeah. That's between them, it's between us and Jesus. So yeah. that was what I learned about, yeah, about Jesus through all this. I think we can all, we'd all benefit from learning that, hey. Um, so we talk regularly about uh, this idea that our Christian walk is, is lived by following, gathering and going. Mm. And in that going space, that, that taking this light of life that's in us through the Holy Spirit into the places we find ourselves, there was a couple of things you touched on there. One was that um, there's this perception of Christians that we are judgy and would want to condemn people for their behaviour and their actions. Yep. So that's something we've got to uh, engage and overcome with. But... Um, you, you use this phrase, I think, in your message about how do we actually make sure we see people first, not mm. the behaviour or the situation. So in our go spaces, what would be a practical thing that would help us be able to see people rather than see the thing that we might 
disagree with? Oh, look, if I had the answer to that, I would be like the best person <laughs> in the world. Um, look, I think, I think step one is to be aware that person, the person comes first, um, regardless of the sin. Um, and I, fully, I sit here and fully acknowledge that that would be difficult. Some people hurt, like we see people hurting yeah. each other, people yeah. hurt us. And to sit there and, and say forgive sometimes seems just crazy. Yeah, but right. yep. um, I think realising that, that um, people are coming from all different um, experiences and hurt and, and they are equally as significant as we are to God. So um, it's, it's a matter of um, training, flexing, flexing mm. that muscle. When you, when you are with someone, actually, I think Jan Johnson said this a few years ago, actually stop and ask God, what do you want me to see about this person? Like, help me see this person. Mm. Um, I think that would be significant as we go. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the idea of um, us having revelation of what life's about through the Holy Spirit and through the Word and then through that revelation understanding what is reality and then our, our goal then, because I think you said that we, we are called to be God's people for the world. It's not mm. just for our own personal yep. salvation. So how do we help people live into pursue what is reality? How, how do we, as we go about our daily, day-to-day lives, you know, helping that light shine out of us? Because as you said, you know, with that friend um, you gave the example of, you wanted to be with them, not, not to judge a decision, but to help bring light mm. into the situation. Yep. How, how do we shine light and reality into those things in those difficult times? Yeah, it's going each situation will probably look different, but um yeah, I think it it starts with um not judging. <laughs> it's it definitely starts with that. It's a willingness to um well, like I said before, people are coming coming with their own experiences and hurts and and they're just trying to deal with with things the best way they know how. Mm. So, um our encouragement to them is you're not the the sum of the worst thing you have done. Yeah, that's good. Um, there is always forgiveness available. Um, and that's the message that we've got to carry. Yeah. And I think finding common ground with people too, mm. that, that we don't present this holier-than-thou yeah, perspective. Because we're not, really. Yeah. <laughs> now, you did mention it and I need to go there. What about the guy? Yes. <laughs> so okay. what about this guy? So this woman was not committing adultery on her own. So there was well, yeah. someone with her yep. and we don't hear about him. No, we don't. Um, what, what's your thoughts on that? Because you, you said you thought about it a fair bit. I did. Actually, it took, it took me a long time to, to get over that. <laughs> <laughs> Petty, I know. But um, yes, I was, I was fixated on that for a little bit where I was like, where is he? Like it takes two to tango. Yeah. Um, so why are they dragging this woman out and not him? And the reality of that situation is that this story isn't about the woman. It's not about the man. It's not about the sin. It's not about um, punishment or making an example out of this woman. It's, it's about setting a trap for Jesus to remove him from his public 
ministry because the Pharisees didn't like um, what he was saying and what he was preaching about, this, this light of the worldness. Yeah. They were like, wrong, law. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's... Um, also, it was at a, it was at a time where um, the Jews actually had no authority to execute anyone. So That's if right. if yeah. Jesus had have said um, no, don't stone her, he would have lost credibility with the Jews because he would have been going against the law of Moses. Yeah. Um, whereas if he had said stone her, he would have been breaking Roman law and then he would have been tried and executed himself. So the Pharisees thought they had him in a pretty good trap there. Because one way or the other, he was either going to die or he was going to lose his credibility with yeah. the Jews. Um, so that helped me go, okay, it's not even actually about the woman. But yet Jesus turned this whole story, this whole situation into um, just a beautiful moment of revelation and, and um, conviction for mm. all that were there. Yeah. And that, that happens a lot through the Gospels. We see them trying to trap mm. Jesus by asking specific things. So I want to finish with this. Um, Jesus actually had a really good way of questioning people. Mm. Like Jesus would question people in such a way that um, it helped them, I suppose, have a look at it and reveal motives, heart condition. Mm. So in this story today, his question was, well, if you have not sinned, throw the first stone. Mm. And we know the outcome of, of that, the way he positioned that. In our, whether it's our following, our gathering or going, how do you reckon our ability to talk to one another and ask good questions will make a significant difference in the way we do this Christian life? Well, asking good, good questions gets to the heart of, of yeah. the issue. Yeah. Um, and I think a good question shines, shines light on what needs to be revealed. Mm. Trevor Hudson gave some advice. He, he was with us years ago doing a conference here and he, uh, he always said, I always use I wonder questions. Mm. I wonder if... Yeah. And so whenever we're engaging with someone, whether it's someone of the faith that we're doing life with as we gather, um, someone in our go spaces, maybe that might be helpful that, you know, as you're in talking to them and they're sharing what's happening in their world, yeah, yeah you're using something like, I, I wonder what it would look like if you put your stone down <laughs> yeah yeah you put yeah. your stone down and you engage with the person yeah. yeah so thanks for engaging with us today thanks for sharing a bit of your story and a bit of your heart thanks for joining us as we've gone deeper in this and i encourage you in your home groups this week um check this out go back to the passage even go back to the to the message and and there's some stuff in that for all of us that we need to pay attention to um so Enjoy doing that this week and we'll see you again next week.